Hyundai with RoboHub, the podcast for news and views on robotics. Hello and welcome to the RoboHub podcast. In today's episode, our interviewer Audrey meets up with Sanjin Park, Senior Research Engineer at Hyundai. And if your mind, like mine, automatically jumped to the conclusion that this must therefore be an episode about cars, you'll be surprised to hear that they actually talk about Hyundai's latest research into and ambitions for exoskeletons. But before the interview kicks off, just a quick reminder that you can support what we do here at the RoboHub podcast by becoming a patron. I'll explain more at the end of this episode. Now, without further ado, let's hear from Sanjin Park about the three exoskeleton prototypes he's currently working on. One for helping workers reduce back pain, one for assisting people with paraplegia, and one for soldiers. Hi, welcome to Robots Podcast. Hi, my name is Basang Ba. I'm, I'm working with I'm working at Hyundai for making developing the exoskeleton in the three categories. So one is uh, for, the, for the industrial purpose. That is for <coughs> the helping the the human's waste. Mm-hmm. When you work, the robot does, uh, doesn't do doesn't do anything because there is uh, some differentials differential gears. So when you work. Robot acts like just bearing, without okay. any motors. But when you bend, what, so it's a robot that sits around the user's hips, and it goes down to just about above the knees. Correct? Yeah. Okay. And so it's just a rigid frame that sits there. Yeah. And then so when they're walk, when they're walking, it is totally passive. They don't feel it in the way. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, just only one motor in, in the, the back side. Yes. And then the hip side, there's just the, uh, the encoders and just bearing and cables. Mm-hmm. So when you bend to the pick up some package, have package, so mm-hmm. it have the human's waist to prevent the, some the what can I say some back pain. yeah back pain. So prevent back injuries. Yeah, back injury. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the goal of the, the industrial version of the exoskeleton is a cheap and light. Mm-hmm. Because it is uh, commonly, we want this robot is uh, commonly used in the industrial field, like especially in the logistics. Yes, anywhere like. where someone has yeah. to pick up a lot of things. So the, and so when they're picking it up, then it becomes active and it helps them yeah. to lift? When you bend, well, the, you are going up. Yes. So the robot is... Uh, now, where, where does the person bend? Do they bend at the hips or do they bend their knees? Hips. They bend their hips? Yeah. So pick, pick the, some the head packaging. So, yes. Yeah. So that robot gives some the force to lift it up. Is that bad lifting form? So if I'm weightlifting, yeah, yeah. that's not how I lift. Uh, I'll hurt my back. Yeah. If I bend at my hips. Yeah. Uh, typically, you lower and rise into it. Yeah. Right, but the in, 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 the, in the logistics uh, environment, yes, it's just use it. They use the hips. Yeah, hips. Ah, that's I see. Knee, yeah. yeah. Using knees as well requires more force too. Yes. Yeah. So. Got you. And then it, it has a chest harness as well. Yeah. So because okay. we want to uh, increase the moment of the arm. Yes. Yeah. So, so we use the, the, the harness in the chest. Mm-hmm. And then there's some the sensors 
to recognize the human's intention. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's a and is that the encoders that are using yeah, the encoders and some IMUs? Inertial measurement units? Yeah, okay. inertial measurement units. And there. Why? What, to, what do the inertial measurement units do? It's a, to sense those, the human back's angles. Oh, yeah. so there's the gyroscope yeah, in it, and yeah, you yeah, use yeah, that yeah, to yeah, determine yeah, the rotation? Yeah, okay. Uh, is it in production? No. Are you testing it anywhere? It's just still in the development. In development? Uh, yeah. Do you have an idea of a timeline for it? Actually, we don't have any uh, the, the specific timeline of the industrial version, but yes. uh, we hope that robot can be in the market by 2018 or 19. Yeah, that, that's the, our time frame. Okay. What is the next exoskeleton? The next, exo, exo, next exoskeleton is uh, for the medical purpose, especially this, this robot for the paraplegics. Paraplegic means the rolling disabled person yes. by the so stroke. Yeah. unable to move yeah. their lower limbs. Yeah, that's right. So... <clears throat> This medical exoskeleton is our the main goal, main project. So we are trying to this robot to get certification about medical devices, and also we. What, what kind of certification? Like a FDA or FDA? Yeah, the okay. medical devices. Uh, what what does it look like? So our listeners can ah. imagine what it looks like. Yeah, uh, we uh, there there is a, there are two versions of medical exoskeleton, but one and the bottom one point five. But the 1.1.0 has uh, four motors in each each legs, so totally the robot has uh, eight degrees of freedoms. Yes. But uh, after some experiments by the real paraplegic, so we have to upgrade and then some reduce some the unneeded the component. So we reduce the motors to eight to four. So the second the Version 1.5 has uh, two motors in each rack, and totally the robot has uh, four motors. Yes, but, uh, so, so you have eight motors on the older one and yeah. four motors on the new one. That's right. And so the old one has ankle, knee, hip, and then you have another one for abduction of the leg. And so you determine that you don't need the ankle motors and the hip adduction and abduction right. yeah. motors. Because the hip adduction and the deduction is requires many torques. Yes. Yeah. So when you when when we try to the version one, unfortunately the the abduction and deduction motors uh, the disturb Leg the human's the yeah, straight work. Yes. Yeah. So it was difficult with yeah, those motors right. yeah, to yeah, walk yeah. straight. So so we removed that and the ankle motors doesn't any other the contribution for human work. So we remove that to, re- to, re- to reduce the total weight and then total cost. Yes. Yeah. Now, on the new one, I noticed the motors are much larger. Yeah, than the old that one. is bigger than one. So yes. be- because of the, uh, the, during the test, the torque of the motor is, is, uh, isn't sufficient for the human weight. For fully paralyzed Yeah, people. yeah. So we increased the motors by two. And then we also the, uh, enhance the harness to the tie the human to yes. robots because the so they made the harness yeah actually uh, especially the knee structure is, uh, the person yes totally different oh yes I yeah, see yeah. so the harness no longer sits along the exoskeleton yeah, frame that goes outside. Yeah. Of the legs, it, I don't know. it is it is better than the human. Okay, and so now the new 
uh, the new person, the new spot where the person's leg is slotted into, is in front of the person's leg. Yeah. Rather than attached to the frame on the side. That's right. Of the person's leg. Okay. Why? Why is that better? Because it is better to humans. Humans keep standing. Yes. Yeah. Because it is a. How can I say? Oh, I see. Yeah. They have wider feet. Yeah, and yeah. when your feet are wider, you're better balanced. Yeah, that's right. Whereas narrower, it's easier to tip over. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. And also, we are developing the next version of 1.5. That is a version 2. Yes. That kind of has a 6 degrees freedom. Why? So, because... Uh, and where is the additional 2 degrees of freedom? The hip roll motors. The hip? Oh, hip uh, roll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Roll, roll for the hip motors. The abduction and yeah, abduction? Yeah, that's right. I see. Now... So how is this different than, say, Exobionics or Rewalk? They have very similar, yeah. or Exoatlet in Russia. How, how is this different than those ones? Because it, it's, it's solving the same problem, as far as I understand it, and it, it, it has a similar form. Yeah, that's right. Exoskeleton uses... Uh, ex- ex- and, and some of those are FDA-approved. Yeah, Exobionics and uh, Indego by the Pakaranipians yes. and the Rework. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Our robot is uh, quite lighter than the rework. Why is it important to be lighter? I because it, it, it is important to the reduce the increase the battle time. Uh, the important thing is uh, we are measuring the, the humans uh, the push the weight. Ah, so yeah. there are four sensors yeah, on the foot, sensors. and is this it, this helps you judge the user's intention based yeah, on where the weight yeah. is? And also the, for the, the safety. Okay, so yeah. I noticed they're going front to back, the sensors. So heel to toe, yeah. you have a line of four of them. And so this is in order to tell if the user wants to go forward. If my weight is on my toes, then I want to take my next step. Yeah, this right. is how you gauge intention? Yeah, so that's why we are added two motors to the next, next version of HMAX. Because uh, we are, want to the, manage the st- stabilization of the human. Yes. So we want to use uh, add the two motors, and then the motor, the four sensors means uh, we measure the G, uh, the pressures, and then the GMP, zero moment position, to recognize to to understand humans uh, the pose pose oh, yeah, to yes. manage stabilization. Yes. Yeah. So. I see. Yeah. And then we do have a third exoskeleton, yeah. or a fourth exoskeleton. Fourth, so. Uh, the last one is for the life carrying purpose. So for, with, for what? Life carrying. Life carrying. It is uh, for soldiers or this guy? Actually, yeah, for soldiers or the elderly people. For elderly people. Yeah. Now, one thing I notice about all of these is that they don't appear to be adjustable for different heights. Yeah. Are they? Am, uh, I, am I wrong in this? I don't see anything that's telescoping. You're right. Because it is, it is, it is, it, this is just a experimental prototype. Yes. You want to test uh, some new mechanism for the these structures. Yes. You can see that some poba ring is on the this structure, and uh, the motor is uh, quite. Uh, so you could adjust the yeah, length the, of yeah, the links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but I didn't, I didn't just see anything that I could like loosen, then adjust, then tighten again. Or yeah. So because of, yeah. We want would have to fabricate a new part yeah, and replace it. The main, main goal of the Huma, the life-carrying exoskeleton, yes. is uh, achieve the highest speed and the highest load-carrying availability. Highest speed, you mean ability to run fast? Yeah, run fast. So the, just uh, the Huma uh, life-carrying exoskeleton we're talking about has a frame 
that goes on the outside of the people's leg. It's a rigid exoskeleton, and it has how many degrees of freedom again? I see two at the hip, I think. Two motors? Yeah, actually, one more is for the hip, and the other more is for the knee. They're positioned very close. Yeah, because we want to reduce the moment of inertia. Ah, yeah. that, so that helps you make it faster. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and then you have a mechanism to make it so it actually applies yeah. at the knee. I see. So there's a bar that's moved, and this bar moving flexes the knee. Yeah. And so the motor is actually yeah. higher, closer to the hip, so that you're not swinging the heavy mass of the motor and wasting energy. And the main the concept of this robot is uh, about the knee structure. You yes. Just, yeah. You can see that some other forward linkage on the knee that is for the polycentric structure. Mm-hmm. That means... Uh, this robot is a more well-aligned to human's knee. Yes. So it follows human's knee's motion. Because human's knee's motion is a very uh, complicated. Yes. That, that's not a level to joint. Mm-hmm. It is a compl- complicated with a rotation and sliding motion. Okay. Then that, that is requires that the level to joint, the polycentric structure. Yes. So by that structure... We uh, we can get the the well alignment and also we we get a I the variable gear ratio by the that what the is that variable gear ratio ratio gear ratio gear ratio the the gear reduction ratio oh gear reduction yeah. I see so you can make it stronger yeah basically then okay. more has a, the fixed gear gear reduction ratio but the, mm-hmm. by that but the, you move it more yeah. than uh, the motor yeah so when you uh, stand I see the motor gives more torque to the knee. But mm-hmm. when you swing, yes. the gear ratio is uh, quite low. Mm. Yeah, so the swing speed is the faster than other robot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, so how does having ri- the feet of this exoskeleton are simp- they're just flat boards, essentially. Yeah. You can pull up a toe maybe 10 degrees or something like yeah. this. This is a bit different than my foot, which I can flex totally down. <laughs> how does this affect uh, fat- traveling at a fast speed? The, our the tested record is uh, 12 kph. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, 12 kilometers per hour. Yeah, 22. Okay. And also we uh, tested this robot under the, the 20 kilograms load with the additional load. Yes. Yeah, and at that time we can achieve the, the five kilometers per hours. Gotcha. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about it being a rigid exoskeleton? I don't notice any spring components. Maybe. Are, are the series elastic actuators, or are there any? Is there springs in no, the system at all? Just we uh, use the, the passive, the pre-passive joint for the ah. hip structures and the knee structures and the ankle structures. There are spring-loaded uh, the passive structure, but the, for hip. So a... things things fit kind of loose, it seems, and that allows things to jiggle so that you can move a bit more freely than the rigid structure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I can turn the foot a little bit and um, this kind of thing. Yeah, to rotate. As, well, yeah. Okay. Is this... Are there disadvantages of doing that? I imagine it would make everything wear very quickly because things are moving in odd ways. Like, yeah. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, why, why is this better than a totally rigid exoskeleton or why is this better th- than alternatives like soft exoskeletons or having springs for various spots where everything is very rigid and revolute. Because of the series elastic shear was the like that, something like that mm-hmm. requires a more the complex and the heavy 
mm-hmm. the component, just additional to, component, yeah. Just to be clear on a series, I know I said it, yeah. but series elastic asteroid is just a spring in series yeah. with uh, a motor. Also, we've tested uh, some kind of the series elastic actuators for the other robots, but uh, we decided that structure is a need, isn't, isn't, isn't needed. Mm. The rigid, rigid structure is quite better for us. Yes. It, it is easy to control. Yes, it and, is easy yeah, to control. And it is easy to reduce the weight. Mm-hmm. And also, the structure is quite good for us. So, we, we, after that, we decided to just use the rigid structure for the exoskeletons. Yes. Yeah. Also, the other companies use the same, same structures. As you yes. mentioned, the, like, like, like Rio or Indigo. Yes. Yes. Just, just, you know, the rigid structure of the, the motor packs. Yes, but those are for their uh, exoskeletons for paraplegics or people yeah. with weakness. Uh, different than a life-carrying. And also, oh. we are trying. We are, now we tested other version of Huma. Yes. The next version of Huma. Yep. The they, u- they, they use uh, the timing belt. Oh. Yeah. Belt-driven. Yeah, belt-driven. Ah, I see. Yeah. So very efficient yeah. and very little slipping and very yeah. good. Okay. Now, I'm curious about Hyundai's exoskeleton endeavor, I suppose. It's, so, in my mind, it's a car company. Yeah. And you were displaying these exoskeletons. Honda has been doing a lot of exoskeleton work, and they have some similar ones in terms of the hip exoskeleton yeah. and this kind of thing. How does this fit with the rest of Hyundai? Uh, our board is up under the... Can you start the mobility freedom? That huh? mobility freedom, that is... Uh, Ours uh, some the vision of the the vision yeah we can achieve the zero gap mobility between the car to ah. home or office so it's a general mobility centric yeah. approach yeah, and so right. it's mobility in terms of automobiles but also in terms of lifestyle and this is where the life carrying yeah idea comes in how long has Hyundai been doing exoskeleton research about for three years three years yeah just three years. And what do you think is the future of Hyundai's exoskeleton research? Uh, Will these be pushed? So right now, all of what we've talked about yeah. is a prototype uh, and not being used by real people for yeah. real life. But is there intention to? Yeah. The next, uh, the, our goal is uh, commercialize of this kind of robots. Yes. Especially the medical purpose ro- robot. Yeah, because the, many people want to this kind of robot. Uh, at the low, lower cost because the Riva or Indigo is quite quite expensive. They are very expensive. Yeah, 50000 yeah. or so? Yeah. Or 100000 I think? 100000 yeah. So we want that the medical purpose of is under the 50K. Under 50K? Yeah. How does this compare to ExoAtla in Russia, which theirs is about 30000 30000 35000 or so. Yeah. Our goal is under 50K. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So... I see. So it's a... Similar but less expensive version to bring this to more people because the other ones are very yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. I see. Also, you know, the Hyundai, Hyundai is the best production company. So, yes. as, I, as I think, we can uh, find the best way to reduce the, the cost. Yeah. So, we can find that way. So, the, the, some the preparation for the, the medical device certification mm-hmm. and then the Finding way to reduce the cost. Yes. That is our the next goal for the mm. exoskeletons. Thank you. Thank you.
And that brings us to the end of the episode. You can find more information and all our past episodes at robohub.org forward slash podcast. The Robohub podcast will always be free to access for everyone, everywhere. But if you're one of our regular listeners, you will know that we have launched a Patreon campaign, asking anyone who can spare a few dollars a month to consider supporting us. At the moment, our latest goal is to use the Patreon funding to allow us to cover the International Conference on Robotics and Automation, ICRA, which will take place at the end of May in Brisbane, Australia. We wouldn't want anyone to be out of pocket for supporting us, but every dollar counts if you can spare it. Listen out for our coverage from ICRA in the next few months. Our next episode will air in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye! Hyundai with RoboHub, the podcast for news and views on robotics.